0: Sorry, What's the up guys, things. welcome to the first ever episode <laughs> 160 of the Kinda of Funny games cast. brought to you by Patreon producer Tom Bach. You got it, you nailed it. How did you know, Greg?
1: You How know, would you I think it's just because it? he's given us his daughter's entire uh, college, college fund, yeah. like, you know what I mean? yeah. So uh, it's
0: been fantastic. Thank you, Tom, we appreciate you a lot. She'll get scholarships, uh, it's fine. Yeah, As Tom, always, thanks I'm Tim Tom. Gettys, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games. Greg Miller. Braap, braap, I'm taking it back. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> and uh, joining us in the, the full proper Games Cast for the first time, Jared Petty. Glad to be the Reverend. Here. Yeah. Don't get very excited about this. And joining us for his second ever kind of funny Games Cast appearance, but the first ever of real numbered Gamescast Cast sure. appearance. Austin Creed. Yeah, doing things downtown.
2: Yeah, that's my YouTube channel. Go subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, and make sure you hit the notification bell so you can watch videos as soon as they upload. He says that. that He said that
1: all the time on the Twitch show today. We never say that.
2: We gotta everybody hit the, the, bell the bell so you can yeah, see when you can the videos go live. Yeah. because yeah. if I if I don't look at it on a Tuesday, then I go on a Thursday and there's eight videos uploaded. I got time for one, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna watch all of them. You yeah. gotta yeah. get that I mean, bell. Get around the I've been time blocking the bell. Do you,
0: you watch any uh, <laughs> modern YouTube videos these days? Yeah, I watch YouTube once in a while because they're always on with that bell now. Oh yeah, the whole thing. But I watch
1: like the more intellectual content. You know what I mean? Where they're like, "Hey, here's this cat jumping through a screen door." Ooh, okay. Get it, cat. You know what I mean? How are you guys doing? Doing
0: well. We got quite the Motley crew at this table. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling it. I'm excited. I'm I'm into it. This episode will be worth the dollar. This is (gasps) the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we get together and talk about all the things that we love about video games ring the bell motherfucker yeah ring that bell <laughs> ring it uh, you can get it <laughs> early how
1: early Greg so early you can be watching it live right now as so many people are who give us a buck on patreon.com slash kind of funny games oh
0: my god or you can watch it at your leisure by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and getting the the VOD or the early audio the VOD comes with the pre and post show sure which we just did a fun a fun thing uh, you weren't here questions. yet but Austin took his shirt off during
2: it
1: he
0: did
2: so I did. If you
1: want to see that? I did. No one's ever seen him shirtless before. No, no, one. no one. So if you want to see no him one. shirtless, this
2: is the time. It was, is the it was
3: rather breathtaking and spectacular.
2: It's um, a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. But did, you, did I hear you correctly? You said this is only a dollar. Yeah, so yeah I life. thought I thought that it was like five bucks to watch live. Oh, that's it's, it. a, it's only a dollar. That's not a deal. Yeah, that's a steal. Yes! Yeah, man, baby. Uh, you be if you it. Don't have a
0: dollar or don't want to give a dollar. It's cool. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny. But I mean, we're trying really Valley hard and we really well. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm loving that pre-show, man. Loving that pre-show. That's awesome. Pre-shows, Pre-shows. Pre-shows are fun. Great. We just sit here, talk to the chat, yeah. and there's not that many people there, so we usually get to talk to everybody. Yeah, it's nice. It's fun. Join the crew. Uh, Let's start off right. What have you been playing? Let's start with you, Austin
2: okay things that i've been playing monster hunter mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> pretty much like it's my job yeah i'm i'm in so deep like any spare time that i get i'm playing monster hunter so we'll get to a show and normally we hook up what's called the lab we hook up playstations i'll hook mine up kofi hooks his up people have their switches out um but we'll normally be playing like ufc or people are playing madden but i have now taken my PlayStation out of the lab and i set up in a corner by myself and play monster hunter and I, I cannot stop. Why is nobody You're,
1: playing next to you? That's the big question. Why are they not there? Why are they not all in Why are They're a bunch Why of Tim Getty's fuck boys, You know what I mean? That is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Kofi Kingston is a Tim <laughs> Geddes fuckboy if I've ever seen one. No,
2: he's the he's the Madden champion. Sure, and sure, So sure. him and the Usos always play Madden, but people are always trying to get onto that PlayStation to play Madden. Um, and then E plays UFC, so he's sure. not a Monster Hunter guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's just like that's our rotation. So, these guys so are just dorks. Kind of, so you're yeah. the cool kid. Oh, 100%. Okay. So, you're over there in your so corner cool. by yourself.
3: Like, is somebody gonna, like, one day there's, there's gonna be sad music playing? You're over there playing your hunt, and then one day somebody comes over with their PlayStation and sits down next to you and it, like, breaks into the orchestra. And then, I mean, like, you bring them into the fold. Now we're two. As,
2: as long as when we're on missions, they don't die because I want my oh, reward. Oh, the fainting. Oh, okay. I oh hate it. the fainting. I hate it so much. It's to the point where I'll be fighting something for like 20 minutes. And then someone will come in and just die three times. And it's like, you've, you've wasted my, my my time. Right.
3: So are you patient with an understudy or not? Like, do you like to bring new people into the fold? Or are you just like, nope, you need to be here to play right now?
2: You need to be here to play. Uh, I'll okay. talk to you about it. Yeah. And tell you like, oh, you try this and this, but don't. Mm, mm, don't come, come and me. mess yeah. with my time. I'll, don't come into my stuff, but I'll come and help you. I'll okay. help you kill monsters if you're lower level. Yeah. But I don't need lower level people trying to get into my stuff and wasting my time. I feel uh-huh.
1: like there was two nights ago. Jen and I we're just cleaning clocks you know what I mean yeah. we're out there we're increasing our hu- hunting ranks you're doing Crushin amazing it. stuff it. and it was like okay let's open it up and let's you know you just put out the code let people come in mm-hmm. and sure enough we went in there and I died right away and I was like <laughs> these people must think I'm a fucking phony ass like I just I'm tra- tweeting about it talking you about it nonstop <laughs> and here they pop in oh I'm excited to play with Greg Miller faints I'm like god <laughs> and it's because the damn T-Rex Angethas running me down that. oh man and like last night it was the same thing where I was like oh okay we got on we're playing we, we're just going to farm this quest Jen needs these skins or whatever yeah. and we're doing it over and over and over again and like some people new people would join and we went in there and it's like all right cool. Oh I forgot I was finishing something for myself so I came and joined them and I'm like all right Big Greg Miller here to play. Thing looks at me, runs me over, bites me, splashes me on, throws me, and I'm dead. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like it was like a low-level quest too. Jen's trying to knock out Easy Shit. I'm like, ah oh, What
0: well, you don't God notice that on game. the
3: other end there's some vengeful developer just Show controlling Greg, that monster. Yeah, so okay, okay, right. He worked oh, on yeah. layer, yeah. and he's here yeah. to yeah, take yeah, it back on I mean, exactly. now. Are,
0: are you playing Monster Hunter? Not right now. Okay. I mean Monster Hunter. I remember guy. you you oh. on your first GamesCast appearance years ago were the one that kind of explained Monster Hunter to, to yeah. me and Colin. I no, love Monster no, Hunter. No I
3: Monster Hunter Try on Wii, Monster Hunter on DS, love that Monster Hunter, all the way back to those those claw days when I'd watch folks uh, in Japan play those on PSP. Mm. I know but well. mm. uh, I haven't gotten into the new one mostly because I was leaving one job, starting a new one, making a series, starting here. And so I've done a lot of gaming lately, but Monster Hunter is an investment that I need to give the proper amount of time to. Mm-hmm. So a few more days okay. and I'll be in. And, and I can I can tell you about what I'm up to when uh, whenever my turn rolls around. Awesome. This awesome. Well, yeah, to, to keep okay. going with Monster
0: Hunter, yeah. Yeah. do you guys see yourselves playing this long term still? Oh, yes, yes. yes. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 80, no end
1: in sight. Or? I'm 85 hours in now. Okay. that's my game clock safe, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, that only puts me at rig 38 yeah. based on my pr- yeah. and like there's kids who are like 150 or whatever already. Yeah. Like I'm in. I love this game. I love this world. Jen and I love playing it. The only thing that'll derail it, I feel for me, is when the next. Game that's like big comes around right like moss was a fun. I'm gonna talk about moss eventually yeah. moss was a fun distraction You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a short game So yeah. it was like oh, I bopped it out in two sittings and I'm great and I'm back to monster hunter yeah. But when a god of war comes around right when there is something big that's going to distract me for multiple multiple hours It'll be interesting to see how it is but at the moment like last night even we were playing and I was grinding stuff for Jen and it was all right. Cool. This is great as always. And don't make that about don't make that face about my wife yeah, and me grinding. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure I'm going to manage through Monster Hunter to render myself irrelevant to every discussion we have on the show for the next year because I'll pick it up by the time we sit down next Thursday to record. I, I think I'll already be into it. Yeah. But by the time I'm up where I want to be, because it's probably a 400-hour game for me. Sure. Then yeah. y'all have moved yeah. on to the next thing. See, and I don't then think, think be we will. In that discussion no. for it's no. me, just going to go on forever. It falls
1: into Destiny done right camp for me, where. I, maybe even divisions a better example because I love the division thought it did really well yeah. Eventually, I'm gonna get distracted But then they're gonna put in a quest or you're gonna say man. I really want to play monster and I'll, be like, I'll come totally help you okay. now. It's this is the big thing. i had to have a heart-to-heart with Our best friend Cisco mm-hmm. where he hit me up and he's like hey, man We said we were gonna play <laughs> you're not playing with me and I'm like dude. It's the weekend Jen and I are right <laughs> We think we're right at the end. Let me beat it I just cuz like what it does Tim is it uh level caps you, kind of, mm-hmm. where it gives you like, you know, you're thir- 100 rank 13, or 14, or 15, and it's like, it's saving the progress you're making, so that when you do beat the game, it goes, alright, cool, now you're 100 rank 29, is what I jumped mm-hmm. to, which was another fake cap at 30, mm-hmm. so then I beat the mission last night to go 30, and now I'm 38, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's saving that progress, but it's so infuriating to look at the game. Oh, man, i put 75 yeah. hours into this game. And then I get in, and I'm like, I'm 108, 14, and I'm running around kids are 46. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. So I was like, Cisco, you got to just let me beat it this weekend. And then once it's done, I'm available for everything. I, yeah. I will pay it forward. Because so many kids are coming and helping us out yeah. that are just jumping yeah. in that are insanely good, that are yeah. just making us
2: beat bosses so much quicker. It's so good. It's so great how it's a so friend good. could
3: just hop in and help you like that. It's yeah. fantastic. I love that element of Monster Hunter. And
2: that's the thing. So uh, for me, it's... It's like uh it's like an MMO on a smaller scale, like an MMO light. Mm. So it's got all those things that you want in an MMO as like tons of different content. So like uh I think it just ended or end tomorrow, the uh, the Ryu stuff. Right, mm-hmm. Street so Fighter you, stuff. Yeah, you can just straight up be Ryu. And now but, it's Aloy from Horizon. Yeah. So there's so much stuff that they're just dropping on a regular basis. But the fact that you can play with so many different people whenever you want and they're all over the world, like it's it's uh, a good toe in the water to an MMO. So, like, mm. I could easily see people going from once they're done playing this, if that does happen, like, going to, like, a Final Fantasy 14 or something because yeah. like, they say, oh, it's, like, the same kind of deal, mm-hmm. but there's magic and it's a bigger world. Like, it's it's a cool kind of set it way to try. get people into that world. Yeah. What yeah.
1: works so well with it is that it's so rewarding mm. in the way that, like, last I've been running this armor set forever, right? This big gold, and I look like almost like a samurai, but it's, like, mm-hmm. this giant blocky armor that's really great. But now I've you know unlocked further ones. I'm like, do I want to upgrade that or do I want to? I'm like, I'm gonna start making my move for the this next thing, armor. And so I made that decision, and then two or three hours later, I had like two or three pieces from it. Yeah. And like, I know that sounds long, but this is also a game where time melts, where it is literally. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's seven thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna play a few, and then you look down as nine fifteen. You're like, what the fuck yeah, just yeah. happened? Yeah. So like, it's in Destiny, or I mean, like, I think about MMOs, DC Universe Online. when not it be like? Man, I want that House of L, that Krypton war suit, and it would be. I remember doing the math one time, and it was like, so well, that's 90 hours. I'm never going to so I'm not long. doing that Jeez. again. I'm already this far into yeah. it. Whereas this one is like, oh, my sights are set on that. And it, last night was the moment where I was like, I, I know how into it Jen and I are. Because it is like yeah. literally, oh, good to see you. Catch up on the day. Eat dinner, and then let's fucking play and sit down there. And like the other night... We played till 11.45 or whatever, right? Which is an obscenely late, but Jen's usually someone who goes to bed early, right? And so we went to bed and then the alarm went off and I looked at her, I'm like, what time is it? And she's like, it's 5.45. I'm like, you are not the person who plays till midnight and then wakes up at 5.45. Like, she's like, I had to do it. Just had I to had it. It. She had work to do that morning. I guess it's that thing of, that is what it's all about and yeah. that is what's driving and that's why I'm gonna keep coming back to it and that is the rewards to it. And if I, you know, I, last night we were sitting there and I was like, all right, fine, and I got up and she's like, what do you know, I brought the computer over. I'm like, because it's that thing of like, fuck, where do we get the Elder Dragon, whatever? Mm-hmm. Where do I get mm-hmm. this, how do how do I make that drop? And she's, we're both asking her for our things and we're Googling and then it's like, all right, I'm gonna go do this, you go do that. We're <laughs> gonna set up our own quest, get the kids to join us, go get what we yep. need. Like, how many people can play together at once? Your hub world can have 16 people in it. Mm-hmm. Your missions can have four. Okay. To.
3: Greg, does playing this change the way when you look back at a game like Peace Walker and sure. think about how when that was you know, originally designed with Japanese audiences in mind and you could always find people when Monster Hunter craze was going on because I was living there and you couldn't walk in to a McDonald's and not see four people sitting around a table playing Monster Hunter. You couldn't ride a train without an ad hoc network yep. in the car, people playing Monster Hunter. Does that change the way you look? Go back and look at games, say like Peace Walker, looking at that now and like, wow, I wonder what that was like when you could play it Monster Hunter style. Is there any of that? Oh, I mean, I, I, you know, I got to do that with
1: Peace Walker. Did you? Peace Walker was the breakout game for me. I reviewed the Monster Hunter ones right when I first got to IGN, and I, you know, Capcom would come by and explain. No, like in Japan, it's like that. And this is how it really works. And this and like I remember playing with the PR person and it was like, oh, this is awesome. And th- and it's what's happening now, where right? like when we play with Grimecraft, or we did when we first started, he'd be explaining all these different yeah. things and we teach him something. It was like, oh wow, that's great. Peace Walker was the example of I was in love with Peace Walker, Caleb Lawson was in love with Peace Walker, or Mike Pereira was in love with Peace Walker, and it would be cool, works done. Let's go to the bar. And we would go to a bar and sit there and play PSP. And I'm like, This is
4: fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> Why isn't it always been like that? And it's like I always talking about it. It was that and then it was uh, Freedom Wars on Vita okay. that are really the only times I can think of having those experiences where it yeah. was like, man, this is the way this system was designed. This game was designed to be played. Yeah. And that's why it's awesome now to play Monster Hunter and be like, man, like when people compliment it or do this or how we're using it, it's just like this was all on PSP, but the audience wasn't here right. and yeah. that wasn't how we use yeah. it. And
2: so yeah. now for it to be in this time, perfect. I think to your point of uh, it being so satisfying when you're getting stuff. So much faster than you would in, in mm-hmm. other games. I think the biggest thing for me is I play with a lot of my friends at home. So, uh, all my best friends from like elementary school and stuff are in Atlanta, but I'm never home. Yeah. And so, it's one thing to like jump on and play like Street Fighter with them or Tekken because it's like, okay, cool. We're just mashing buttons and talking and catching up and everything. But like Monster Hunter, it's so much easier to, I don't know, uh, to, like form a, a, um, a more quality bond playing with people online through Monster Hunter for some reason and I think it is because like you said time melts mm-hmm. so you feel like you're going through something with people and as opposed to like yeah. I used to play Destiny a lot online and I had like my whole clan and there were like 80 of us in there so we kind of talk on a discord and then jump in here and there um, and it's it was fun but to that point again like it takes so long to unlock things or get what you want and all the drops are so random so like even if in Monster Hunter if you need a specific scale or a specific like piece of something stomach you're still getting so much other stuff with the drops that you can still make things on your way there to keep you satisfied until you get what you're actually looking for Um, but while you're doing that the person you're playing with might get the drops that they need and so like you it's it's just a it's a cool environment to be able to be a part of because Mm -hmm. everything brings you together so much more than in pretty much any other game that i've played
3: you always feel like you're moving forward exactly you're
2: always making progress in what you're doing nothing
1: feels like a waste of time and when it did like in destiny when I'd be high level and come back and help a friend or like try to get a friend into it. It felt like i'm wasting my time yeah. to go back whereas this yeah i'm picking something up maybe it's i'm just getting flash bugs that i'm going to use to make mm-hmm. flash pods or whatever it's like whatever <laughs> it's all paying it forward and and again because it moves so fast yeah. oh i want to grind out this summer all right we can do that no problem yeah. like, especially when you get in there and you're like we're running missions down and killing things in like nine minutes it's like yeah. oh easy this is super simple
2: yeah. and yeah. the facts are with the investigations so if yeah. i've got something that says oh uh i need to hunt like three large uh large Walden's. monsters or i need to capture this or that like if You're running a quest, Mm -hmm. and I've beat this thing 19 ranks ago. I can just come in, beat it up, capture it. So, like, you're getting the quest fulfilled, but I'm fulfilling my investigations, which will give Uh, me more armor spheres, which will let me upgrade my armor that I've currently got. So even helping lower-level people, you're still going to be able to advance your stuff.
1: For the record. And I hate to do this. He means bounties, of course.
3: Bounties, sorry. I don't Not want them yelling at you. In the, Not a, the fake
2: gamer guy, sorry, uh, sorry. He doesn't know what he's talking sorry. about. Sorry,
3: bounties. I, I, forgive me if you guys have covered this on Gamescast before, but I don't think I've heard you talk about it. This is both y'all's first monster hunter, right? This is my first, yes. Your first? I
1: reviewed the two on PSP, but they didn't click. But it didn't was click. work
3: for me, where what? I was like, oh,
1: okay, I get this, but it's not mine.
3: So what was it like for you, Austin, playing this, and the very first time you are whooping up on a monster, you're feeling good, you've learned the pattern, and the thing just turns around and runs away? It's the, the worst.
2: Ver- isn't that <laughs> The worst. I had no clue what was going on, so one of my buddies was like, you got to try this out, you got to play it, it's so much fun, so maybe like... I'm two hours in, I'm like, dude, I don't like this. Mm. It's so difficult. It's it, it moves around like um, it reminded me of of Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact that like you press the button and then two seconds later the attack happens, and I'm yeah. like, no. So getting that timing down was aggravating. And he said, hey, go to your go to your little house, and they'll let you go to like a training area, and you can try all the weapons. Once you find a weapon you like, it's gonna be so much more fun for you. Mm-hmm. So find a weapon that I like, switch axe, baby. Ooh, um, okay. So I found that out, and it. Became better, then you get the dodging down, and it became better. So it went from like two hours into not liking it to like seven hours in. Now it's my favorite game ever. Okay. So like, went from seven hours in to now we're like seventy two hours in, and it's like, where did the time go? It's just, and and you feel like you're you're always progressing, but you're always just hitting the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and so that's what makes you want to come back. So like, when is this going to finish? And it's like
3: never. It's spectacular it's games. Serious is great. Do you do you
0: think the next Monster Hunter is going to be? Switch again, or do you think it's not again, but Nintendo again, portable again, or do you think it'll be a Monster Hunter World 2?
3: I don't have an informed hypothesis on this. I think it's an incredible match for Switch, and uh, because Monster Hunter does work really well as a portable series. Uh, It's just so much fun. Imagine those little little grinds you're going on now, but if you can just do that on every bus ride, every train ride, you know, pop in there.
1: Well, that's the thing of, right, of if it's on Switch and it's, again, it's all the things that are great about World, and then all the things that were great about PSP. Exactly. Where it would be of, yeah, like, you know, it would be, oh, just pop it on for two seconds on the plane, mm-hmm. grind out whatever, come back, go online, sync it up, play with the other people, and it's like, yeah, yeah, this would be the best thing. What
3: is the major difference between the portable versions of the game and... The They're world? fundamentally the same. World is, obviously, the online uh, focus is is more than than we've ever seen over here before. That's a big part of it. But the other bit is portability. The game is designed to be played in little chunks and in big group settings, both. Those are very both very important elements of the game. When you play it on the handheld, You always had the ability to sit there and kind of, like he was saying, just grind out a little bit, go after a little something. And then you met your friends and you did something together and you do kind of a dedicated, scheduled hunt. Then you go off and do your own thing again for a while and then you pop back in. Switch would allow you to emulate that experience in the United States. Uh, which is something that World, as great as it is, is a little less good for because you can't just take it for that commute. You can't just have it in your backpack for when you got 15 spare minutes to, like you said, just go grab a few components you for fi- something.
1: You figure, like, right for what I was talking about there, oh, we got 20 minutes or whatever till showtime. I could have easily done the quest, but turning on the PlayStation 4, loading up the game, loading into the world, picking the quest, loading the map, jumping in. But if it was where it was just like sleep mode like it was on PSP, where boop, and then I come back in, boop, oh, I'm already at my quest board. I'll put it up and go. But
3: mm-hmm. then with Switch, you walk up, you do that, and you're like, man, I want to play with some friends right now. Yep, pop Bam, it in the dock. pop it you know, out you go. And uh, assuming there's some kind of communications matrix eventually designed for that thing that <laughs> is less than you know completely ridiculous, yeah. then uh, you're able to pop on and do some fun. What other games have you been playing besides Monster Hunter? you get your hands on that Dragon Ball Fighter. I love
2: Dragon Ball Fighters I can imagine you it's do. <laughs> it's so good and it's because I I love Dragon Ball so much but it just like it looks perfect and that's the thing like you feel like you're playing the anime yeah. uh and it's it's cool because I was at an arcade bar uh, like 2 weeks ago and I'm like oh this is our guy he's like the best at Dragon Ball Fighters here Fuck I was like, it's like oh let that. me play him so we went I I ended up beating him in set so three out of five, but it was the first time that I actually played it against someone um, Like after I'd had some time to like practice uh, In person and you know, it's it's very different playing against someone who's sitting right there rather than playing people online yeah, yeah. Yeah. so like My heart is racing and uh, like my combos aren't coming out and I'm freaking out It looks like I'm sweating and then he's sweating. And we're like, Oh my god. What's gonna happen? But people are watching because it's like because like I said because it looks so it's to watch. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, It's probably my favorite fighting game out right now but it's i'm back and forth between monster hunter dragon Ball fighters and ufc3 is it How the best ufc3 oh. i love it now wow. i haven't done any of the story mode stuff so like backstage it shows like we use that we just play verse,
1: exhibition like, for, stuff yeah, yeah yeah
2: so i haven't gone through any of like the story mode or anything but i've heard that it's fantastic but as far as like a party game playing with your friends like a Pass the controllers around type game. Super fun.
1: Is it easy to pick up? Because that was always with the original UFC game. I remember trying to play it. I think I might have even reviewed one. But yeah. it was like, man, this is a, a complicated control system yeah. that takes time for me to figure it out. It does take
2: some time. But yeah. one of the things that's interesting about it is they have something called knockout mode. And so it's like if you guys want to play but you don't understand the jiu-jitsu stuff or any of the throws, you can just go to knockout mode and it's just the person who gets hit like six times their player gets knocked out. Oh, okay. And it they So it becomes a fight a normal traditional fighting game. Exactly. Right? But it's got the UFC tendencies and they got the announcers and it got you get to essentially learn how to throw certain punches and kicks so you feel better with okay. your stand up. So then if you go into the real game, you're not trying to learn a million things at once. Hmm. But legit like I don't know when we started playing it, it took maybe maybe like two weeks and then we felt comfortable with the controls um but it is a lot if you're just trying to sit down and play it for the first time like in the first five minutes you're not going to really gotcha. understand how to move everything around but it doesn't take too long to get
1: i wish one of us were into it because i would love somebody to make nick yeah and, like,
2: take him through the story <laughs> i, don't I don't
1: love know. it yeah there he is he said his <laughs> name and he appears T- yeah i got scared matt Scarpino's somewhere around this building right now <laughs> that's funny
0: <laughs> have you have you ever played the ufc games uh
1: i played uh like come on uh, get a mic like, yeah um
2: not, not since they switched over. I played them when they were THQ. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really complex. They're really fun. It's just uh, I think I, I when you're playing them and the the hard part about them is you have three separate systems you have to account for, right? You have stand-up, clinch, and then when you're on the ground. And so I think that was a learning curve for a lot of people that they just weren't willing to do. And mm-hmm. they're simpler now. But, but um, yeah. yeah. It's so fun. Are they man. fun? Yes. Oh, okay. So I think what so I was talking about, there's, there's knockout mode where it's literally just stand-up. A mm-hmm. person that gets hit five, six times, whatever it is, gets knocked out. It's so you are just it allows it you just <laughs> it lets you just work on the movement mm, and everything in cool. your range and stuff but it's awesome because it's super satisfying to knock somebody out because like the physics of the bodies and Joe Rogan just screaming and it's like the crowd losing their mind, it's so fun. So uh, there have been instances where people bring their kids backstage and would we'll toss the kids a controller and one of the guy's kids who's five years old, he was like wrecking us, because you can just mash buttons, mm-hmm. but he's sitting there pressing <laughs> and screaming because he knows that he's winning. So have they simplified the actual moveset for the three different systems? No, so for, for this one, complex? it's probably, this UFC three is, is more complex than UFC two because you can, do like okay so square and triangle there's like those are your jabs but then if you hold L1 it's a hook mm-hmm. but if you hold L1 and R1 it's something else mm-hmm. if they have like a spinning back fist but, um, but you don't have to use those like power punches to knock somebody out you can keep them at bay with just like jabs and kicks um, so you can play it as simple or as complex as you want interesting so it's it it's it has a learning curve, but you don't have to use it, and you can still be good at it without it. Maybe I'll get uh, secretly really good at it and then challenge these guys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, <fun. laughs>
1: <That'll> be awesome. <laughs> hey, guys. So I was just thinking I, I want to take yeah. a shot at it. Yes. Yeah.
3: fucking show <laughs> everybody down.
0: So, Jared, what have you been
3: playing? Well, so I have uh, been launching Hot Blip and working over here and uh, was leaving my old job. And so a lot to do during that period of time. So I've turned to my old friend Portable Gaming mm. uh, ah. for the la- last couple of weeks. That's where I've gone is uh, during commutes and stuff. Uh, sat down and so i am still making my way up that mountain my friend uh, yeah Celeste. i am uh, I'm you the th- Ooh, yep. i you play
0: Celeste? mhm oh you heard are you good are you a 2D
3: platformer guy?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh you're going yep. to love it yeah, it's, of-
3: it's something special. It really yeah. is. It, it, but the seamless integration of a worthwhile thematic story with action that fits the theme. And, and you know, not to spoil anything here, but you're going to figure out fairly early that, hey, I got a mountain to climb. Yeah. And you've got a mountain to climb in the story, and you got a mountain to climb in the game. And they're both really difficult. Yeah. And it's very well done. It's it's a superb game, not quite like anything I've ever played. I've seen the comparisons to Super Meat Boy. They're apt, uh, there's definitely some inspiration there when you get things like the B-sides versus the dark sides and all that, but it feels utterly its own as well. I didn't know that playing a uh, playing a platformer with a stick could be that much fun. Uh, it's with superb, the analog stick, absolutely yeah. na- nailed it. Uh, so that's a great game, and I am just continuing to kind of grind through that, because there's so much, yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot switch, right? of replayability. Yeah. Yeah. Don't switch, okay. yeah. It's on Switch, yeah. But okay. Switch is, even though the the other versions are neat, Switch is the way to play, okay. uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't that's know if how how I, it, it. I agree. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's it's a delightful game. Crack. Um, <laughs> then sweet. I uh, there was this uh, this your Chrono Trigger you might oh, have heard no. of. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry so Lots line. of yeah, I was very excited. Oh,
2: I feel the pain too. You feel the pain? <laughs> yeah. Did you run out and buy it <laughs> the
3: moment you saw the news?
2: No, because I luckily had to wait the next till the next day to get it, and my friend was like, "It's the phone port." I was like, "Oh,
3: yeah." I'll and just so leave th- it. it's a very interesting situation because it's not actually the version of Chrono Trigger that used to be on phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been a phone version for a long time, but what they did was they created a new phone version that they updated people that already had Chrono Trigger on the phone and released this at the same time. On PC. On PC. And they're mm-hmm. identical, but it's not actually the old phone version. Mm-hmm. It's a new phone version. A flash slash new a Great. version. PC PC version. version. <laughs> yeah. right. So that, well, okay, so I've been playing the new phone version. That's actually where I've turned to. And you know what? It's not the ideal way to play Chrono Trigger. But it ain't half bad because it's Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and uh, that's on a phone screen, they can get away with some of the things that are harder to get away with in the PC version. Mm-hmm. So while Chrono Trigger is, I, I think, inarguably one of the greatest examples of game making ever. Oh, it, it's yeah. su- superb. You agree? 100%. Okay. Okay. And you want a game like that to get TLC. Square has done some weird things with remakes and ports. Final and, and Fantasy 6 on the phone. What's that? What happened with Final Fantasy 6 on yeah, the phone? Why is it so smushy <laughs> looking? Just <laughs> all over the map. You've got some weird stuff there. Then you got you know Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions on iOS, which should be just like the perfect matching of that kind of game, Totally. except it crashes all uh-huh. the time. Final
0: Fantasy Tactics, yes, it worked. Uh, I told you. Yeah. Well, did it Wow, yeah. no kidding. Oh, wow, that's rad. <laughs> okay,
3: I'm really excited about that. But yeah, Tactics, um, which should be great. Except that it's buggy and it crashes a lot, uh, or has till recently at least, and that's problematic. I mean, you, you've got this wonderful game with a great translation, and I understand. I read an article on on uh, Touch Arcade recently that that was talking about how, hey, look, man, it's not that mobile's the problem; it's that a lazy port is the problem. Mm. There are great mobile games out there, and they could have chosen to make a great mobile game. But the person writing this article uh, argued. They've learned that the name sells the game, and they don't have to put a lot of work mm, mm. into the port. And You remember this going back to? Remember, you get compilations of old games, and sometimes you get really beautiful, real polished ones, like the ones that M2 does, for example, for uh, for Virtual Console. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got some of those that were just obviously thrown into a barrel together, and and somebody slapped an emulator on top and and hoped it worked. I'm afraid that Square didn't give this. The love it deserves, and they thought it would be easier to just create something they could put as many places as possible, so they could justify the investment. But it's Chrono Trigger, and it deserves a better treatment. Um, so I'm okay, actually playing it on my phone. I think the button placement's a little messed up. That font is ugly. There's some <laughs> graphical issues there, um, but it sounds pretty nice, at least coming out of my tinny phone speaker. Uh, have Have you folded to that Austin at all? Like, you gonna you gonna dive in or I. Maybe eventually. I'm gonna give it some time. Yeah, I wonder. What are <laughs> you? What's your much. Chrono Trigger background?
2: So uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo when I was little, so mm-hmm. I got into Chrono Trigger like late high school, mm-hmm. but just like played through it. As I don't know if I've played through an RPG as fast as I played through Chrono Trigger because <laughs> it's just like so good. I'm, music is big for me in games, oh, and God, Chrono Trigger Fox some of the theme, best man. music is of all time. So uh, it's been a very long time since I've played through it fully, but. Uh, it, I every once in a while I'll see it like on my shelf and like, oh, let me play let me play for 30 minutes, but I always start over <laughs> Yeah, there's, and,
3: and that's the stuff. That's where this is so frustrating like somebody I, I saw on the internet the other day Somebody on Twitter was saying that this version of Chrono Trigger looks like somebody's first RPG maker game uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that that yeah. whole thread because yeah. it was the guy who was like holy shit Chrono Trigger's out today Wait a second, this doesn't look
1: good. Yeah. This looks like RPG Maker. And then it was like a, just a fucking tear oh. down. This is the phone version. Let and, and
3: let me tell you what, there's some great RPG Maker games out there. To the Moon, one of my all-time favorite video games, made in RPG Maker. Uh, there's some great stuff out there. But this looks like a sloppy project that kind of resembles an RPG Maker game. And so, you know, you, have, you were talking about that sound, that music. You know, The beginning of Chrono Trigger on the S, uh, SNES is that Mm -hmm. The pendulum swinging and that beautiful and that echo and that lovely music. And on this, it's this weirdly badly rendered, like, looks like it's on the 3DO, Uh, 3D graphic swinging down. When you get into the game, it's actually a form of pixel art, but there's just these rough edges where you're like, man, you could have tried harder and you just didn't. So I think the backlash is going to maybe end up costing them more than, but then again, what, what I, usually I don't buy bad games, even, you know, even... This time you they got me. They had they the name. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my fault.
0: I did the wrong thing. Got I got broke my rule. They got me. With mobile games, I've been playing one called Neon Drive, Ooh. and it is fantastic. Well, it was. It was well, actually. It? Uh, so that. it was. It, it's also on PlayStation Four, uh, but I, I just heard of it because uh, I was looking at the mobile app store for things. does it like, have a platinum uh, on the PlayStation. I am not sure. I But it, it is I'll a. a it is such a Tim Gettys game. It is a rhythm action game styled after retro 80s aesthetic very Mm um um outrun oh with love yeah so it's like it kind of it starts out looking like outrun uh but the only controls that you have are left and right and it's real simple and then it kind of turns into a a ddr with a controller style experience where Hmm. this rad 80s retro music's playing as you're going through what looks like Andy Cortez's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just kind of driving through it and uh, you have to just dodge uh, obstacles and it's all to the rhythm of the music you're playing. So you really get in that like Zen like trance uh, of uh, uh, playing through the game. And right when you kind of get used to it, it'll switch perspectives and go up to like a more top down, like old school um, rad racer. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, oh, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden the car will transform, transformer style. And it turns into a 2D platformer. But it's all the same type of gameplay of just dodging things Oh, through. wow, and there it is. Like, that's, that's a Transformer. Dude, that's really Run- cool.
3: It's like Blade Runner, Tron, Transformer, Audio yeah. Surf.
0: There's so many fun references and just cool kind of visual nods to things. Like one of the levels actually begins and it... Sounds and looks exactly like Blade Runner, and it's like mm-hmm. a kind of remake of the Blade Runner theme. The, the blah, 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 uh, blah, si- as you fly into the city, and then you go down into the streets on the cars. It's really cool, and I'm having a good time with it. And like, it's one of those things where just like, I have, I'm in an Uber.
3: Yeah, so much, Check so you. much good yeah. mobile gaming out there. I mean, if, if when you can sift sift through the garbage, there's so many innovative games mm-hmm. that deserve to succeed out there on yep. mobile right now. I I found, you know, I, I got mad at Chrono Trigger and I pulled out my old port of Dragon Quest 1
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, on mobile, which mm-hmm. is perfect. It's the a really good there. little it's a great little port. And again, that's another, you know, Square Enix game, but yeah. it's it's actually works well on the phone and it's charming and it's cute and it's it's well done and I've had a lot of fun with it. And I have also uh, before before moving on there. Uh, I did play some more Shadow. I'm slowly grinding my way back to ah. that. Uh, that's when I'm at home. That's the other bit and the other reason I haven't into Monster Hunter yet, which I will. Get but I also and and, and maybe this is a bridge right here because I think this fell next. But I am also sitting here resenting that I'm an Android user for uh. the most part. Yeah. And I can't play Florence. Yeah, you so fucking. Florence.
0: What's up with it? I still haven't played it and I'm really sad. You gotta
3: play Florence. Cause you're hyping it up. Yeah, well, yeah, and that
1: sucks. Don't let me hype it up. It's a great <laughs> game. It's, it's a great game. I found it super Florence. compelling, emotional, tape. awesome. But I don't, I know how it is, you hype a game up, mm-hmm. and it keeps getting, because a lot of people were talking about this at the time, or, you know, last week. I played on the way to DICE or whatever. Um, from a developer called Mountains, uh, published by Anna Pirna. so like, uh, yeah, and I, I, know, I, yeah. I, I stumble through that every time, but I think I said it all right there. But, uh, you know, all those guys down there making great games and gals, obviously. Ooh. Deb Mars, what up? Um, it is a game that is the entire life. Shout out Dengar? Deb Mars. <laughs> She's okay. working at Sony Santa Monica now she works over at okay. Anna Purna. Am I saying it right, Jared? You seem like the guy who cracked me on this. Oh, right? Anna Purna. thank yeah. you. I always yeah, screwed yeah. up. I, so I can't ever say it right.
3: Um, That's my favorite Russian novel. Fl-
1: <laughs> Florence follows the entire life cycle of a relationship. That sounds so rad. That's how it was pitched to me, So I and I played through it. You, you That sounds like a relationship would end, obviously. There's no spoilers here. I don't think you have to worry about that because it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. 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 But it is a game that... Is told through beautiful music, through ingenious control mechanisms, and no dialogue. You're not; you're, they aren't saying stuff. There isn't VO. There isn't text on the screen. Mm. You pick up on the contextual clues of what's happening, and yeah. it's it, you know it's drawn and a, it's animated. It's like a, a it's like a graphic novel come to life kind of thing. And there's movement and stuff like that as you walk through. But like the biggest thing I've seen. When I played it, and Jen and I, 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 I played. I was playing, and Jen, I and had an earphone on. It made her made her cry, of course, because that's a, I, I definitely oh felt man. this game afterwards. Yeah. But we both said the same thing that I then saw echoed by Joey on Twitter and other people. Like the conversation system in it is really really well done. Mm. And so, mild spoilers, but not really, is that like when you meet, you're the, you're the girl Florence, obviously. When you meet the guy and you start talking, you have to assemble these word bubbles, right? And it's like the word bubble is there and then there's like colored puzzle pieces Mm. that you bring in and like move around to like make it. And then it makes the word bubble and pops up, right? It's they don't beat you over the head with it. If you're flying through, you might not even notice it. But in the beginning, when you first meet the person, obviously she's already seen him. She already knows she thinks he's cute or whatever. She meets him and. The puzzles are really hard. Not really hard, but they're, you know, oh, fuck, wait, no, that doesn't go there. Like, Mm -hmm. you're doing that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. But in that conversation, as it gets going, it gets easier and easier and easier. Until the end, it is just like moving one giant piece into the thing to have the conversation flow. I
3: love when a game has an interesting conversation system. That's great. Oxenfree does some neat things with that. Uh, Or the insult sword fighting in Monkey Island, which is one of my all-time favorites. That is a brilliant idea again but we were talking about celeste earlier when you can make the gameplay feel like what's happening in the story it makes
1: you feel smart and you're getting it and you're seeing like when there's this thing where they're having like a bad day and like you start assembling the the word pieces for the word bubbles and then they start getting like jagged edges Uh, and you're like "Uh uh-oh sure (laughs) enough it's them back and forth fight it's like wow and so that's awesome they have different things in there you know of like there's some customization to it of you laying out a pattern on something I don't want to talk about. Uh, there's like little things of moving in together and then taking his stuff and putting it on your shelves in your apartment. Like you're moving, you know, you have to take some of your stuff down, put some of his stuff up. But you get to pick and choose whatever you want it to be. Hmm. And then at the end of it, right, of like having to take those down and put them back in the box and close the box. It's like, dang, I love that. It's name. awesome. It's like, fantastic. The other thing to give it a shout for, and I, I know I'm ruining a lot of it, but like the soundtrack. So amazing. I want to say it's all it's all. It sounds like classical music. It's all like that. Mm. I think I want to say it's all violence, but don't quote me on that. I've been mm. listening to it. There's piano probably in there, too. And I'm just not paying attention, but <laughs> it's on Spotify. Even if you're going to play the game, just play go listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. It's awesome. And even there, like it'd be the thing where we're we were. I was cooking the other night and I had it on and it got to like where there's like troubled waters and Jen's like, oh, no, they're fighting. Like, you know what I mean? Like it brings back that feeling to it. It's like it's a game, man, and it's it's short. It's I, I I mean I beat on the flight down there, but it was like I want to say thirty minutes maybe. Yeah. I, but it's mm. it's that thing where. I'm not paying attention, and it was totally worth the three bucks or whatever I paid for it. It was like, yeah, that's awesome, and that's great. Yeah, yeah buy, buy,
3: buy games on your droid so that we can have nice things. <laughs> 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 nobody buys anything on Android, so nobody makes anything on Android. So is it a pirate
2: no, on Android. There's, uh, there's, there's a game on that. Android. Uh, you guys know BTS, the Korean K-pop? Oh, yeah. Band? Mm-hmm. So there's a, they have a sweet game on Android. Oh, really? It's fantastic <laughs> that I actually had to change my app store to the South Korean app store so wow. I could download it so I could play it. Is it worth it? A 100%. In? It's free.
3: Okay. In. Thanks.
2: It's amazing. totally yeah. there. Especially if you like K-pop. because yeah. Ryan Clements, your ears are burning. Uh, oh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not
3: saying there's no good games on Android, but uh, I, I have read in more than one place that Android's marketplace is a very different ecosystem than than Astral. iOS's, and so the chance to sell certain kinds of software at a face value, which is how I prefer to buy things instead of incrementally, uh, it's a lot harder to do that for certain stuff. And I also like
0: guarantee piracy has a lot to do with it, because the people that have Android's typically have them for a reason and it is one of those reasons is they the don't have like the Kevin money phone. to buy the new iPhones <laughs> and it's like, Androids tend to be cheaper because there's cheaper op- options. But then there's also the people like Kevin that are just like, I wanna tinker every single thing in this iOS and customize the living hell out of it, which also means you know where to download them. Are, are, are you, you
3: calling me an impoverished pilot? Yeah.
2: I feel, no. I feel I'm like, like saying, t- The way he said it, he goes, well certain kinds of people yeah. like yeah. to get Androids. Listen yeah, and here, <laughs> If you look at the Android Pie chart, I think those I'm are but two two very
0: big I'm a
3: buccaneer. I'm a poor <laughs> Buccaneer. That. That's, that's me. Florence is
1: great, and they'd be foolish if they don't make a Switch version because the art's amazing. Mm. And so to turn the Switch sideways, right, you and play th- it that you think way. Work on Switch? I think it would. Mm. I don't. I mean, it's got a touchscreen, right? I mm. mean, that's it. Would have to be one of those games that is only touch. But I don't think that's a big deal. They've oh, already done that. They've done it. Yeah, yeah. that's already mm-hmm. that's happened. And I think again with how the eShop is selling, how indies are going, I think this is a game that most people won't give a lot of consideration to and it'll always be over there with your Monument Valley where I've heard that's a great mobile game, yeah. but I don't ever <laughs> want to play it. That's me speaking. I've heard Monument play Monument Valley. Yeah. But on Switch I'd totally play it again and I'd love to have
2: that, especially to see the art blown up. And like mm-hmm. I'm sure it's you know super high res. Yeah. That with awesome. the with the indie stuff coming out on Switch, I feel like it's very much like the Steam store. Oh. Stuff will drop Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I see stuff Saturday like, oh, this game came out. And then I look, oh, this whole new list of things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that one's 4 bucks, this one's 7 bucks, and then I've spent like $60 right. on games. Yeah. On well, Switch, it's like on Thursday on yeah.
1: Kind of Funny Games Daily every time you go there, and it's 13 new Switch games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I
3: still got to play Space Cats with Lasers. Just, you do. We're going to talk about Space that next Cats week. Space Cats with Lasers, next time I was going to talk about it with Gary today, but we decided Yeah, thank you. you. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, <laughs> the random shout-out I want to give that, that Florence reminded me of. Uh, in in a similar vein of the story of the life of a relationship, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is a short film called "Strangers Again" by Wong Fu Productions. Oh wow! If any of the Florence stuff sounds interesting, I would highly recommend checking it out. It starts—I mean, it's the story of strangers that meet and then eventually
1: become strangers, strangers again. again. Um, Fantastic! Like it's so that. good. I want to watch so that. Good. I want to watch that. What else have you been playing, Greg? Uh, the other big thing outside of Monster Hunter in Florence would be Moss. Uh, mm. moss of course uh we were lucky enough to play before e3 last year they hit us up like hey these are guys who have worked at bungie and rockstar and all these different places and they're making a playstation vr game and they know what they're doing and it's going to be cool and you should check it out and we did a uh let's play that one up uh, right after e3 when it got announced at uh psx or i'm sorry at the playstation conference which of course was the little mouse and everybody thought it was mouse guard at first and it's like oh no it's this new thing called moss uh it's it's incredibly special um, It's wonderful It's whimsical It's I feel like I've said it before I was talking to Jen about this Where I'm like It's a storybook come to life And I know I said that Two years ago About Song of the Deep And I still think it is In Song of the Deep I still think it's awesome Because again Song of the Deep was This woman telling you this story Moss is that and more and it literally is like in our let's play. It was us, you know sitting there in the library Remember you open it's PlayStation VR. I think I've said that a million times But just to make (laughs) sure you're looking around the library and the books in front of you and then you you know You jump into the pages now having the complete package It's so much more than that and it is that there's this one woman telling you this story, right? And it is a throwback to that thing I think yeah, I want to do a game over Greggy show topic a while back because somebody on reddit put up something really heart wrenching I felt but something you never think about of think about this it was like well you know today I learned or whatever like think about this there's a time for every parent where they hold their child for the last time and don't know that and I mean like mm. like hold them not like you know hold and like hold, hug them but like hold your kid like when's the last time my dad picked me up right and you're like fuck that's heavy you know what I mean and this is the same thing playing it and then and I think it's the other level of song of the deep where there was a time when I had a story read to me for the last time and I don't think about that. And you go in this and it's one narrator telling you the story, but when she gets to Quill, who's the female protagonist of this game, the little mouse, who's on the hunt for her uncle who's been who ran off and never came back. He went he ran off on a mission, it's not like he went out for a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does all the parts. So she's got a narrator voice, and then she's got a Quill voice, and then she's got an uncle voice, and then she's got a snake. Voice. And it's like You're playing through it and it's like, you know, if you're doing it the right way with PlayStation VR, the headset's on, the ears are in, everything's dead. And it is, you're being told the story. And then on top of that, it is, and this sounds like an insult. And I feel like it also, since we're doing the PlayStation VR show right now, patreon.com slash kind of funny games, new episode right now. (laughs) We say it all the time, like, holy shit, what a great experience. That was my favorite thing in PlayStation VR. Without insulting any other PlayStation VR game I've played, and that's because my footing is, this is the most game PlayStation VR game I've ever played. So that's a question
0: I have. What is the game? The because game. I've, I've seen sure. the trailers and yeah. I watched you play it at your desk. Yeah. And I still don't quite understand what's going on, like what you're seeing in your VR sure. and what you're controlling. Cause you have a dual shock,
1: right? So you play with the dual shock. You're in PlayStation VR. You have two methods of control with the game with the dual shock. So like the idea is that in the game you are the reader. And that's what they refer to you as. And there's like reflecting pools, and you can look down, and you have like this like ghost mask—not ghost like Scream guy, but like ghost like the anime guy. I don't know, but like you have a mask on, and like they Quill references that you is it's like I'm being followed by there's a reader, and like she finds a like an artifact that is you know there's an ancient history too. So like when she runs into people, like oh my gosh, there's a reader with you, like oh my, you know, they get that you're this tag team duo. So as the reader. With the dual shock you have this blue light this like circle of light on the screen that you can use to certain objects interact with Because what this game really is is a puzzle game. It's a puzzle room every everything you go to different rooms, and then there's different puzzles, right? Uh, you're inside of them with quill the little mouse running around so with the blue thing You know you grab things and pull them you do other stuff So like if you know the last night one of the puzzles I was finishing the game with was Quill hops on this thing Uh, Like a a standing, like little tower hits the thing in the center, a gate goes up and it starts moving. But you have to figure out, okay, how do I stop it? Where do I stop it? How do you know there's enemies there? How do I use them to stop it? Shit, like that. You're moving and interacting with those things. You can also take control of enemies as the reader, certain enemies, and like so, like there's ones that are shooting, you can take control of them and then shoot stuff and then use them in puzzles to shoot the levers to open new doors and stuff. On top of all that, which is where it gets interesting, and I. if where it gets interesting I'll get to that I, uh, A good thing for this game Is that I really feel there's going to be a, uh, There's going to be a Moss 2 for sure okay. The game definitely is you finished book one Of Moss ah. and they talk about like the Your journey's just beginning and I'm like fuck yes great And as good as this Is I fucking hope they make another One the thing is though this is definitely Going to be even playing it now you're like This is their uncharted one where this is mm. this is great, but next time you're gonna knock it out of the fucking park when okay. you do this. Cause one of the most interesting things they do is and they don't do it enough, is that I'm controlling enemies, I'm holding doors with the blue light, but then the entire game, you're controlling Quill as well in traditional thing. So I'm moving her with the right stick. I'm I'm fighting or I'm oh, the sorry. Left the left stick. Left, left stick, sorry. I'm bad for the left stick, right? <laughs> moving her with the left stick. I'm jumping, I'm attacking, I'm evading with these things. So there are puzzles that are like it's like you know uh, rubbing your stomach and patting your head where Mm -hmm. it is like all right, cool I'm holding this guy to use them to block them but I'm fighting this enemy over there I need to run her over here and then release him and it's like wow this is a really cool puzzle design and then there are levels in it that use Playstation VR in a three dimensional space or use VR so
0: that's another thing a question I have sure. is why does this game need to be VR? Cause a lot of things that you're saying, like sounds like it could just be done in sure. a traditional and like looking at what the game seems to be. Yeah. You just can 3d platformer
1: puzzle game. The thing about it is they're, re- they're good at, and again, uncharted one, uncharted two thing. They're good at making you operate in the three dimensional space later on where it was last night. Like there's like, you finally get to the end boss of the game and it is like a boss thing of like, this giant snake is chasing you and you can use weapons here and there, but it wasn't like I I was like fuck It's like one in the morning, and I'm standing up in the living room I'm sure if Jen was awake I'd look like a psychopath, but I've been sitting on the couch pretty much the whole game and then every so often Leaning in and looking left and right trying to find the hidden mm. things there's like you'll see an item and you're like how the f-? And you like you, it is that like thing of like ma- imagine like You when you're working on a puzzle like a real puzzle on the table where you like walk around the coffee cup and you try To get a different angle on it. That's yeah. how it is mm. and you don't puzzle games for me I don't like. I don't like getting stomped. I don't like having my progression stopped. I don't like feeling like I'm beating my head against the wall. And this one is a junior puzzle game. It's not meant to befuddle you and make you angry. But it also works so naturally. Of it is, like, I almost, you know, like, there's this, these collectibles to get to assemble this, like, picture. I feel I'm too short or whatever through my playthrough. And I was looking for them because they were fun to find. And it was... Actually living in the space and moving around and moving my head around and seeing how it works and figuring out how to take down Enemies or how to get over there and stuff like that the games Beautiful graphically the animations for quill are awesome like awesome Like there are times where I'm playing and granted it's VR So the visual quality's downgraded mm-hmm. a bit, but that works for it where I am playing I'm like fuck I'm controlling her and that looks like I'm seeing an animated movie like yeah. something's actually happening the way it should be and then they do such a great job of you're playing through the woods and stuff and they're telling a narrative story around you of like you know there's this whole animal kingdom but early on even you're going and like oh this bridge is a sword and then you walk into this thing and like oh this is like a, a knight's chest armor that I'm walking mm-hmm. through that they've made and then it's like there's this like just battleground of all these swords in the ground and stuff like that and like oh man what the hell happened here and there's all in the, but you go through the forest and you go through the muck and you go through the sand and then last night and I don't because of how VR works and the way it locks you in and show, shows you what it wants you to see, I don't think I've had a gaming experience like this where, all right, I've done all this stuff and like I've, t- I've begun at this point to take for granted how great this game looks and how it all is. And you walk in and it's, just, it's blinding white light and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful white marble. It's bright. The sun's coming through like an amazing cathedral. And then this is after having, okay, cool, I'm in the forest fallen through a hole and then... In a pitch black room where I'm running around and just my little blue thing is giving a off light, and it's like, holy shit! I forgot this game is stunning. Like this <laughs> game is something really, really special. Uh, it's short. I know a lot of people were cranky about that, but I mean, like, it's another one of those experiences I think's there, and I think PlayStation VR fans are there because we understand what we got with this thing, yeah. right? It's gen, gen One tech. This is by far the most gamey game you've had, though. Not to take away from Super Hot, which I think is great, mm-hmm. but Super Hot is like cool. I'm dodging, and this is how it is. Whereas this is like. Oh, cool. It's puzzles and it's combat. And the combat's like one of the weaker parts of it where I'm like, either give her more moves or dial this back a bit. Cause it was by the end, I'm like, I got it. I know mm. how to dodge these things. This is just kind of getting yeah. annoying. And
3: Greg, to be clear, this is a third person experience, right? You're, you're, not, you're right. Yeah. You're Quills,
1: okay. uh, imagine like you're in a diorama yeah. and you're controlling the character running around the diorama and you can move freely. And like, again, what you're yeah. talking about, like, what does PSVR add to it or VR in general? It is the thing that with the blue ball. Technically, I guess you could put it on a stick, yeah. like you're, uh, you could put it on the right stick, but with it being your hands, it is, oh, I need to get back there, I need to get a little bit further. I reach out and I do one of these kind of things to grab with what I'm, I'm
0: doing.
3: Mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, okay. move my, move my reader's ball further back into the world and era. So the, this is
3: uh, something I have noticed, is most of the VR titles that have really impressed me up to this point have been third person. And sure. it's striking. I didn't expect that when this technology emerged. I think, like, like most of us, I expected it would just be about being plopped in a world From my first person perspective, and that's, and again and again, the way people are using this to tell stories you couldn't have told any other way, but from an outside observer's perspective, I am fast. This sounds like Jim Henson's the storyteller of the game. Yeah. Uh, I I cannot wait. I love that conceit in games. The beginning of Princess Crown has always captivated me, which starts kind of the same way, and this, this, but the fact that they stick with that metaphor all the way through, I am beyond sold. Like, this sounds. Spectacular,
1: it, and it's that thing where again, it's Uncharted one. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. it's got like an eight two eight three on Metacritic right now, uh-huh. and I'm like, sure, I might go a little bit higher, but not much. You're right in the right in the right range there of how yeah. it's supposed to be. And to Tim's point, and it sucks that you ran away, little baby bladder, <laughs> little baby bladder. Of like, you know, it sounds like something could be done somewhere else. There's another game, and I don't remember the name off the top of my head that does this similarly. Of I'm in the audience watching like a stage play and controlling oh, it, that. and I played about. 20-30 minutes of it. And I was like, I'm out. A VR game? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was just like it to so the point is I am just sitting there doing this. I could I could not this doesn't need to be VR. Yeah. yeah. And whereas this one, VR added so much to it. Yeah. And it was clearly a passion project for them to build this and make a VR game that is awesome and does feel like a game. And in the same way I was talking about Metal Gear showing me, like, oh fuck, like Metal Gear Solid, this is what games can be, the stories they can tell. It's like, oh fuck, this is what VR can do. Yeah. And to your point, like I think third person works so well because it's something you already know and it's not it's not obtrusive right like uh, I was talking I was talking to Jen about it and I was just like this is great it's beautiful she's like yeah I just wish I could play VR and I'm like this one you might be able to it isn't first person it isn't on rails you are in. you know what I mean like it's not like Mm -hmm. you're uh, like getting that weird wobbly effect from
2: it yeah in any VR experience that I've had so I've got I've got the PSVR I've got the Oculus and I got the um the Vive sure so Vive is easiest for my stomach because I'm actually getting to move around. Uh, Rift is fantastic because like we got pretty much the same game, so it's just an easier setup. So, but the PSVR usually messes me up. Oh, just really? because anything where I've, I've got the headset on, I've got the headphones on, but I'm moving, like I'm walking mm. rather than like the teleport motion. Yep, yep, yep. yep. The, just a regular motion, my stomach instantly goes. Sure. And I'm and I'm out. So then there's so many like cool looking games that I want to play on it. And as soon as I realize like there's like uh what was the one where you're like in a mech and you're flying around and Oh um, uh, the one it was one of, the first it ones. one of the
0: experience ones, right? The
2: that came with the when oh. VR first came out. PC VR. It, it, it wasn't one of the experiences, but it came out at the, like at launch. Yeah, it was, but, oh, rigs, it was, Riggs. Riggs, yeah. the sports oh, game. So it looks oh, yeah, so yeah. awesome and so much fun. But as soon as I got into it and yeah. was moving while not physically moving, yeah. I was out. And even with like Resident Evil. Yeah. I can't play it. Because like it at least give me like a like a walking motion when it's just floating through my brain and my stomach like become unattached sure. and they don't I like it. That. But um that's whatever.
1: why I think this is a good in, a way to ease you into yeah. it, right? Because it's not that, and that, I totally feel you. Riggs was the same way for me, where I was in there, I was like, I've got the demo packs. I'm like, great, and like, oh, cool, I'm in the thing. And it was your elevator going up, mm-hmm. and the elevator stopped, and my body felt like it kept going, yeah. and it was like, oh fuck, like yeah. Right. I've
3: heard that about Riggs a lot, actually, yeah. from most of the people I know who have played it have had that complaint yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, um, but it, games like um, sorry,
2: like uh, Robo Recall mm-hmm. on the Rift, where you're actually where you're using the. Deal with teleport. Yeah, teleport's a big moving. People like, like teleport a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes this stuff so much better for me. But to your point of like being in third person, like sounds kind of awesome. Give it a shot. It's yeah. awesome. sounds kind of awesome. So, Moss gets the two
0: thumbs up from 100%. Greg Miller. 100%. Check out Moss. Ladies and gentlemen, Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Greg, you know all about Blue Apron. I do. I love Blue Apron. You and Jen been getting it for. At least a year now, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was a
1: customer before they ever started sponsoring the show, which
0: was easy for us to take the
1: sponsorship.
0: <laughs> yeah, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Uh, they now have their their wine service that, that you guys have been been taking I up, do use Blue Apron wine, that's right. The wine plan, you get six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. There's the two-person meal plan or the family meal plan. Both of those are pretty self-explanatory. How, what's, what's been new? What, what have you been eating recently?
1: Really uh, last night. We don't even talk about this. I know, I know I that you just it. know that I did. Last night I came home. This is why I love Blue Apron. I love cooking. You know this, yes. Austin. You've yes. seen Cooking with Greg. I come home last night. I am tired. I am just want to play Monster Hunter. I'm like, where where are we going to go out to eat? And I look over the boxes on the floor. Already unpacked. I'm like... Nailed it. What do you want to eat, babe? And I went over there, picked up. I did uh, Parme- Parmesan crusted steaks last night Ooh, with mashed potatoes and broccoli. My God, is that yeah. what we're eating tonight? No, well, not, you're, you're, tonight. You're, now we're doing pizza tonight. Now we're just playing Monster <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in right here in the studio. You miss out on a home cooked meal.
2: now, Dang. brother. But that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? Yeah. It, so what? Oh, it, well, explain lovely. this to me because I don't know
1: what it is. So, Blue Apron, you sign up, right, and you pick your meal plan. You can have. Uh, what is it? One, two, or three meals a week, I believe. Tim's looking at the cop. I do the three meal plan. The
0: the, the two-person meal plan, you choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two or three recipes. My apologies. Okay. So anyway. we
1: do three. So every once a week, every Tuesday, we get a box delivered. You open it up, and there's three uh, recipe cards in there that are step-by-step. Step. Mm. All the ingredients are in there, and they're all pre-packaged. Oh, so what okay. you do is it's you can turn off your brain. You learn how to cook something new, but you don't have to worry about, like, oh, do I have this? Do I have that? Yes. Everything's there. And you flip it over. And and it's just like, all right, cool. Start, you know, start your oven. At, last night was like, I think the instructions, you know, start the oven at 450, put it in the center rack, start boiling a salty thing of water, wash all the vegetables, you know, large cut the potatoes. And it's just step by step by step. And you go through and do it all. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm in. What do we yeah. have to do? All that you <laughs> got to God, you're a
0: professional. Right? <laughs> Blue Apron is treating kind of funny Gamescast listeners to $30 off your first order if you Ooh. visit blueapron.com Gamescast. So check out this week's menu and get your $30
1: off at blueapron.com Gamescast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And shout out to Aaron, Jeremy, Casey, Jose, and Dylan, all folks that I gave away my free meals from. Because I'm a real Blue Apron customer. Wow! They give okay. you free meals to give away. And on Reddit, some guy gave away his, and he was, and then they, so many people were like, "I'd love these." And I was like, "Oh, do anybody want mine?" And those guys hit me <laughs> up, and they got them. So there go.
0: that's awesome. And uh, kind of funny. Games Cast is also brought to you by Four Hymns. Dot com. Let me tell you about four hymns. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness wellness for men. Uh, it's medical-grade solutions. Real doctors offering well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. It's not herbal supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. You know, Nick Scarpino and Andy Cortez are, are, have been very public about their their hair loss and how they've been you know, trying to deal with it over the last couple of years. Nick, a couple of years ago, made that... Amazing video that you should search for of Nick Scarpino's daily routine, where he gets in the shower and he goes through everything and and uh, the things that he he does to to deal with what he sees as an issue. And I feel like that's kind of hard for a lot of people to to admit. Just just, keep looking, just, yeah, no, just you keep looking at me, yeah. Just keep looking at this beautiful man here. <laughs> uh, but as you get older, things change, things start happening, and I feel like you know it's it it takes a lot to be able to um, admit that and and try to look into some solutions for it. And what's cool about for hims here is that 66% of men start losing their hair by age 35 and when we start to notice it, it's too late. So you gotta get ahead of that. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair that you've lost. Um, if you order now, you can get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair for just $5 right now while supplies last. You can see the website for full details. It would cost hundreds if you went to, to do it with the store and all that stuff. What's cool about them is the packaging is very discreet. Um, it's all, you can go online and get the consultations and stuff. and. Uh, the, you just answer a few quick questions. The doctor will review and prescribe you some things. It's directly in your door. There's none of the awkward doctor visits, and it's it's a comfortable way uh, to kind of look into it if that is something that you are interested in. You can go to 4 slash gamescast. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gamescast. 4 hymns slash gamescast. They don't have a fun thing. 4 <laughs> hymns Do something for you. <laughs> Do something for you. Yeah, yeah. Do something for you.
1: <laughs> so, Greg, topic
0: of the show time. tots, tots, tots. To- to- to-
1: been a long time since we had a real time yeah. we usually just talk about all the games we've been playing for an hour and a half and then call it a day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh my topic of the show sure it's for you Austin Ooh, Creed okay I need you it's a serious topic too Ooh. top level I want to know what it's like being a black nerd mm-hmm. uh, a black video game fan and I say this because of a great conversation that happened on our subreddit I feel like this is also sponsored by our subreddit because I keep talking about them. <laughs> Reddit.com
0: slash r slash, kind of funny.
1: There you go. Uh, when we did our Black Panther MCU in review, you know, went up and we were all like, yeah, Black Panther is a great movie. Maybe not as good as everybody was saying it was because we saw it, you know, opening night. So it was just the advanced reviews that are like, this changes everything. The most spectacular, craziest movie you'll ever fucking yeah. see. And we we're like, oh, it was good or whatever. Yeah, we liked it. But we ranked it high in MCU, we got to go check out that thing. Anyways, though, that went live and on our subreddit two really respectful threads went up, but one stood out to me, and it was a guy posting me like, hey, I love the guys. I love MCU interview. I think they missed the mark here. I'm I'm black. This is what it meant to me. Uh, and then there, it started in this really respectful conversation of, People would love to see more diversity on our show that they would love to see us on MCU for, for Black Panther bring in a black voice and mm. That's come up before like when I back in the old days in the old spare bedroom, right? Like we did a topic on Ferguson when it popped off and I was mm. really emotional really angry about it And it was that went up and everybody's like great yeah, was You know, we were we agree with you Greg But like I really wish you guys would have had a black voice on this mm. and it was my response of I hear you but then I feel shitty doing the token thing of yeah. calling somebody i don't hang out with often or whatever to be like we need a black voice come on and be yeah. that guy right yeah. like you're here because you're awesome and you love video games and you're our friend but it is like it's not just like hey we're Talking about black games today, yeah. like you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> let games. me tell
2: you something. <laughs> tell me about that Fifty Cent One in the Sand, dude. Def Jam <laughs> Vendetta, so good. Yeah, Vendetta I know. Like, go. <laughs> but, but legit, it, that's a really good game. Not to, <laughs> to put any stigmas on it.
1: So, and and I had said that then, and then it's once or twice come up before, and then you know Black Panther happened, not It was that hunt, and I had thought about that, but it never happened. And also, it is that like, who would I get for that? Like, who mm-hmm. do we know in that space that would work? And it's like. Would it be worth flying, Andre, the black nerd up here? We don't have unlimited budget, like you know. But, oh, there, it's a thought that goes through my head, forever, yeah. right? And it, but then the conversation kept going from there. Again, I love you guys so much. It was so respectful. <laughs> uh, like I hear you, and then another guy uh, popping up, and be like, "Oh, I am black, and I love you know, listen to NBA shows, but I don't expect the guys to talk about the NBA." So like, you can't come in here and put that on them, and they've talked about the show and everybody's Like, oh, I understand that, blah blah. blah. But eventually, the, somebody said something that I found really compelling of just like we were, hadn't announced Jared yet, but we were teasing a new host. And they were like, I understand, but it's in the same way that with this new hire, I hope it's a, a black voice. And somebody said, but realistically, who would that be? I can only think of five black gaming journalists or yeah. gaming personalities. And they listed them. And one of them, and this isn't me knocking, it was Bobby Amos from IGN, who I've done tons of Madden videos with, and he does the Call of Duty videos we used to when we worked there. And I love Bobby, but not a journalist. It's not like he's out there, you know going to press conferences and taking notes. Mm-hmm. Not that, whatever. That That's what defines gaming yeah. journals. Have <laughs> <laughs> you go to a press conference and take notes? Where's your badge? He's a personality, right? Yeah. But it was like Austin Walker and Bobby, and I was like, wow, that is a f- super short roster. And so all that leads me to here, where I need to have that conversation with someone like yourself who is involved in this, who is a fan, who has a YouTube channel, who does all this stuff. Wh- are, why is it like this? Why is, is it, it that, Where
2: Where are we? <laughs> yeah, like, where? why is
1: it that there aren't as many... Black voices in video game critiquing, or nerd them in general. I guess if yeah. that makes sense. Well, or am um, I missing them all?
2: No, I don't think that you're missing them. I think that there are there are more than people think that there are, but they might not have the the platform that uh, other people might. And I think that that comes from uh, let's 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 go backwards in time. So um, growing up, so I was born in '86. Okay, so growing up, like throughout the '90s. Um, uh, in the South, Bible Belt in Atlanta, uh, before then lived in Inglewood, California for a little while. So like dealing with gangs and stuff there and then moving to Georgia, dealing just with being one of the very few black people like in my school, in my community at the time. Um, Not the fault of the kids that I hung out with, but just because the way that things were, they expected uh, a black person to act or be a certain kind of way. And that was uh, Donald Glover does a really good stand up on it, one of his older ones, where he says, you know, I was the black kid in school, so they said, Oh my God, the black kid in school, what kind of hats do you wear? What kind of basketball teams do you like? What kind of shoes do you dig? And he's like, Um, I like school and comic books like, No, you're black. Tell us what kind of shoes to wear. <laughs> and so, uh while while he's joking, like that's a lot of sure. what a lot of us as as young black kids who were nerds went through. So it was a situation where, um, and people say this term lightly, uh, like, "Oh, like you're an Oreo, like, oh, you white, on, you're black on the outside, but you're white on the inside, like, you don't like black stuff, you don't talk black," and it's like, that's not really a thing, and it's it's something that was very, it could be very detrimental at times to to hear, like as a young black kid. And there's an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air where, uh, so everybody knows Carlton. And, yeah. and how he is in very Ivy League and Princeton and stuff. And so there's an episode where people, other black guys are making fun of him saying that he's not black. He doesn't act like he's black. And he says, I think something along the lines of uh, being black, you can't act black. You you just are black. Black isn't isn't a, uh, something that you do when you wake up. It's just something that you are from, from birth. Um, but I think that that gets... Uh, it gets mixed up in a lot of people's minds and stigmas and stereotypes get thrown on. So so me personally, so I loved school, I loved comic books, I loved video games, and I wasn't uh, at the time the the what you would call the stereotypical black person. Sure. And so I, I got a lot of flack from people like on both ends from from white kids, from black kids, um, from, from all kinds of kids just for being a nerd in general. And so it kind of created a scenario where, as a black kid going through that, you either stay the course and you do what you want or you take the the easier route, which is no fault of anyone's. It's just you don't want to get made fun of. You don't sure. want to get yelled at. You don't you want to have friends um, and you go the easy route and you kind of drop all that stuff. And you kind of fall more in line with what people believe you should be rather than what you want to be. Um, and the way that that kind of plays into. Our, our adulthood, and with this topic of Black Panther, um, with all the talk of, of equality in Hollywood and things like that, there's this kind of uh, thing that's been pounced around that that movies with predominantly black casts won't move well; they won't make money. Won't perform, so, yeah. so that's why they don't make them. And it's like, well, the reason that Black Panther was such a good thing for for just black people in Hollywood and then black people in general because it showed that's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a good story with good actors, with like money behind it and good promotion, just like you would with any other movie with any other kind of cast, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, what have you, it'll do well and make money. So this kind of smudge on 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 us as, as black people that we can't do or that we're lesser than um, Black Panther, in that sense has kind of helped us feel a lot better about that because we can kind of show the world like, no, sure. you, you've been wrong about us. And the only thing that I know that I want for for black people in in games, in movies, uh, my my main push was in wrestling. That's why we created a new day. We wanted black people to have a clean slate, just like everybody else, because um, in, in wrestling, for instance, there was a time where, as a black performer, you either danced a lot, or you were just the big, strong black guy, or you were the foreign black guy. So at the time, I was the dancing black guy, E was the strong black guy, and then Kofi was the Jamaican black guy, and those were like the three archetypes of black wrestler. And so, uh, right before we started New Day, we sat and we talked, we said, we want to break away from this and just be whatever we want, because if, we were the same three guys, but we didn't have dark skin, people would see us and they'd go, oh, okay, they can be whatever they want. He can come out and he can have like a chef gimmick, or he could be like a rock star gimmick, or he could be a techie nerd gimmick. Like we could be anything that we wanted to. And so with New Day, we chose to be ourselves. And when we got to a certain point, we did like uh, the gospel stuff at first, because everybody hated it, and we kind of got it to like a fever pitch. And then it's like, you know, what, now we're just gonna be us, because it kind of set the table for that. And so for us, it's it's a it's a clean slate because this is how I am this is how I act that's how Kofi is that's how he is and so for people to see Black Panther like it's like that's how those actors and that's how those roles are played you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a thing where uh, where you say this this won't do well because of these people's skin. You know, it's the actor, the person inside the character, the way they're written, the, the 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 setting of the movie. Like, and I don't. This would probably be a few spoilers, but just like being able to take um, the African culture and make it so badass. Like, my favorite part of the whole movie was when they started fighting each other, and you saw them. They had like the kente cloth shields. Yeah. Like that popped me the most because it's not like oh technology occurred, so like they just get rid of all this culture and you know make this new stuff it's like no they take their culture that is is within them and they add technology to it mm. so there's a lot of small things within the movie that just kind of for lack of a better term like just like make you proud to be a black person because they could have just like done away with things and been like oh okay there's flying cars there's this and that everyone's wearing suits everyone's just they're like everyone else that has technology it's like no they're they're like proud African people, sure, with technology added on, um, and so that's a very long-winded answer to try to work around and explain like why it's important. But um, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a thing where. Um, if you if you don't think the movie is amazing, like you're not racist or anything, and I feel like that's how people will take a lot of stuff. Like I heard, well, that's
1: the internet. Let's boil it down to <laughs> yeah. <140 characters. laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. Right. yeah. Okay, yeah. I woke,
2: yeah. So I, I saw like some some of that stuff, and then uh, so take it back even further. Like when Wonder Woman came out, uh, one of my friends was like, "Oh, I don't like Wonder Woman," and he said it like on the internet. If you're like, "Oh, you're sexist, you don't like women," it's like, "Whoa, whoa! No, I didn't say that at all. Like, I I didn't like that movie. Um, so I it's it's weird, especially in this day and age and this time, like." It's almost like you're like walking on eggshells to make sure, sure like, you don't get like pushed into a corner and mm-hmm. people saying stuff about you that's not true. But at the same time, it's, it's, I think this is good that, that you guys wanted this type of discussion. Uh, because it, it from one perspective, from, from the guy who's talking, uh, on Reddit, like, not, not that you guys can't talk about it, but. Man coming from the perspective of a black person who like lives this life every day and understands like the different things that we go through like i don't understand what you guys go through like as white males you guys have your own struggle as a black male i have my own struggle and so this movie kind of helped helped our struggle a little bit and so that's that's why we feel good about it and that's kind of what it means to us
1: do you see it for video games
2: Getting better, being better, is it already changing? I, th- I think definitely it's on its way. And so, the, so I'm talking about the stuff that I went through as a kid. I think I went through those things because there wasn't anybody who looked like me in the space mm-hmm. at the time. And granted, so you said you could only think of like five people. That's five more people than we had when we were mm-hmm. growing sure. up. And there's definitely so there's five if you say five like five people up here but there's so many more that are sprinkling like everybody's like on the come up so as a kid with the internet i can find someone that looks like me that's doing the things that i want to do and that i can't explain the immense help that gives you as a child knowing oh if i stay on this path i can get there but not being able to see anybody in the space that Mm -hmm. that looks like you it's it's kind of, it's, it's detrimental definitely, but it's it's very disheartening because then you start to listen to people and you say, say oh, you, you're you black, you can't do this. And you're like, well, I don't see anybody that's telling me any different. And I don't see anybody mm-hmm. doing different. So maybe maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. But actually seeing faces in that space and, and seeing seeing articles and seeing them on video and seeing them like come through your town with whatever they're doing, seeing them at E3, seeing them at PAX, uh, it just helps you to know that you can have a blank slate and you can... For lack of a better term, be whatever you want to be.
3: Yeah. Austin, did you ever see uh, Robert Townsend's Hollywood shuffle? I did not. Okay, well then there's the end of my question. Okay. You know, being
0: who I am, looking at the the whole situation like the tip of the spear when it comes to, you know, kind of women in gaming and how we're Finally, at a point that it feels like there's been some momentum towards yeah. like a better the new wo- there's a, a new solution. woman
1: running IGN right like for Absolutely. IGN games is run by a female for the first time ever it's more like, oh, women shit. working there than than ever and working
0: in the entire games industry than ever and I, you know it's like the it's not perfect yet but and it probably never will be but at least we're we're making the steps right I feel like there was that initial wave that first wave for women where it had to be about them being women it had to be. Mm-hmm. Girls on games, or you know, whatever it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then you see it with Black Nerd, where it's like that needed to be kind of his. And I don't want to speak for him, but uh you wouldn't see Jared come out with you know the the, the white nerd. It's yeah. like it kind of it,
3: <laughs> it, it sucks that no, that, that, you would not. That, no,
0: no, but like it sucks that it like it goes without saying that that's just oh yeah, yeah no I can I can be whatever I want, but that these groups feel the need to kind of have that be their their for lack of a better term, yeah. gimmick.
2: You yeah. Know? I, I think that it's it's less that it's I'm sure for some people it's a gimmick, but I feel like the sentiment is because it's still fairly fresh. Mm-hmm. So uh I would think if 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 I'm young me now and I'm looking for like a black journalist or a black guy in video games and I look up and I I don't know what to Google. I don't know whose name to Google. I Google. Uh, show me a black nerd. Then I find Andre the Black Nerd. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, hell yeah, I can rock with this guy. And not that it always needs. I don't need to be. Like, oh, I'm Black Austin Creed. But like as. <laughs> 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 yeah, like <laughs> um, so like uh, people that are kind of uh, let's say. Uh, Pioneering or spearheading. I don't think it's a bad thing. Let's like girls on games It's it's easy to find they mm-hmm. can they can find them and rock with them They can watch their stuff But then as we go down the line and there's more and more and more that's when we start to shed that and come closer together rather than sh- Highlighting our differences mm-hmm. sure I mean, mm-hmm. I think it, it has its good and bad things But I think at the forefront of it so like now I think it's fine to, to have those monikers and things like that but then again as we move on we start to shed them and everybody can just be people yeah, and again, what I, what it's, I, it's
0: difficult for me to, to say all these things because i do not want to put words in people's mouths but like i was so happy to see andrew and a and them do what's good games and have that be the name because i do feel like we are finally at that point where that the first round is we're past that like you know it's they everybody can watch that and understand what it is and they're it very clear
1: publicly right that this isn't we're not girl. I mean, they say girl, but like they're not that isn't their leading message. they exactly. people who like, like games and we're all
0: friends. We're all we're all friends and we're very knowledgeable and we're a great group of people. And th- this is who we are. And I think that that is a very, very powerful message. And it excites me that we're going to get more things like that. Yeah.
1: Okay,
2: so we no, racism. I'm good We solved <laughs> racism <laughs> Okay, done yeah. We landed. solved Sorry, racism yeah solved. It's one
1: of, I don't. You know, because it is that thing of like I started responding on Reddit And it was that thing of like No You know I don't I, I really I can tell you Over and over The way I've thought about it Or hemmed and hawed Or done whatever The fact that like Oh man, I really hope they You know, hire a person of color You know And then somebody was like Well, don't forget about like Andy and Kevin And jo- I'm like They're yeah. like Yeah, you know what I mean You know yeah, and, was like, yeah. no, and again, everyone's respectful Like yeah, yeah, I know what you mean it is that thing of like all of our contributors, right? Are doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah, we give them a few pennies, but it's not like we've never been able to. Or we we aren't at the point yet where we're like, let's hire a full time host and do a nationwide search and find the next
3: person. Yeah, well, I mean, Greg, if if you want to give me a raise, you're welcome. To <laughs> sure, don't, sure don't. We <laughs> got your lunch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They got lunch. You got your beef and broccoli. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Austin. Thank you <laughs>
1: very much. Yeah, man.
0: ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny. Games cast. Uh, until next
1: week, I love you. Wow, that was just
0: that's that, that was, that was you, it. You, you know, it was you, a always, you just you do it. You, you didn't say anything about youtube.com slash up up down down. down, down. Up, down, down. Uh,
1: are watching live, we're going to stream on it tonight. Do some Monster Hunter, yeah. Uh, if you're watching later, know, do you archive that. your streams? Yes, they, We do. Twitch.tv
0: yeah. so yeah. so slash,
2: uh, I think it's youtube. Yeah, yeah, I'll pimp myself. Here's my message Hey, everybody, don't be racist. But you can catch me on Twitter <laughs> at Xavier Woods, PhD. Same thing on Instagram, on Snapchat. It's used food. My dad used to call himself that, and then when I became an adult, I realized what he meant because used food. Oh, that's, that's it's poop. It's so poop. he's poop. he's the shh.
1: He'd say shit. Yeah. He's the shit. Yeah.
2: My PG thing is on in my brain. I know, yeah. (laughs) That's why I only operate in X. (laughs) But then now you can catch me on YouTube. Channel is up, up, down, down on socials. It's up, up, down, down without the O's. So follow us and we'll tell you what's going on. But when you go subscribe on YouTube, make sure you do two things hit that notification bell and any video you watch. Matter of fact, any video you don't watch, hit the like button, the thumb, because analytics are good for your boy. But if Dan Reichert's in it, vote it down. Well, down. Just vote it <laughs> down. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, well, here, vote it up, but on Twitter, send him a th- picture of you doing a thumbs down. It's yeah, nailed like, it. Perfect. Like Every, <laughs> everyone who's watching this, I would I would be very happy if you sent a picture of you doing a thumbs down to Dan Reichert.
3: Austin, Austin Creed, <laughs> master of algorithms. I love
2: it. The master <laughs> of
0: algorithms. And now, until next time, I love you.